Thank you very much, Lucy. That's, that's very generous of you. Um, that's, yeah. uh, when some 40% uh, percent of women got the vote in this country 100 years ago, it wasn't, in fact, a pioneering event. Some seven countries had also had, had previously enfranchised women, and in um, that year, uh, 1918, another seven countries, in addition to Britain, also um, enfranchised women. So it was an idea that whose, whose time had come. But the Britain can claim uh, some kind of precedence in terms of the British Empire, because um, the, uh, New Zealand uh, in 1893, uh, women got the vote there, and in Australia in uh, 1902. So we start the story in New Zealand. So writing in secret, uh, largely in the dark by the light of a single candle. This is Mary Muller. In 1869, she wrote uh, an article which was called An Appeal to the Men of New Zealand, asking why has a woman no power to vote, no right to vote, when she possesses all the requisites which allow a man uh, that, that right. Uh, it's... it's not just that she uh, said women should have the vote, which was something which was common, common currency at the time, something which was being discussed and was even was discussed in this place two years previously in 1867 um, by uh, John Stuart Mill. She additionally said, and New Zealand should take the lead, and that was uh, the revolutionary statement. Um, this, uh, th this idea, this notion of women taking the lead in, in uh, New Zealand uh, was promoted under the uh, New Zealand Women's Christian Temperance Union, uh, and it's part of my mission in life um, to convince the world that the WCTU was actually the most important international feminist organisation in the 19th century, uh, even though um, it's, uh, it, it has uh, many unglamorous words in it. Um, the WCTU, uh, which was founded in the US in the 1870s, sent out missionaries to different places, one of them um, to, to New Zealand. Um, they, they were a women-only space. This is a meeting of the uh, Dunedin, um, uh, Dunedin WCTU. It was a place in which women learned the skills of public speaking. They learned um, how to book halls, how to uh, tell newspapers of what they were doing, how to produce leaflets, negotiate with printers, how to organize agendas, how to have a public discourse. None of these things these women had learned in their homes uh, or in their schools because they weren't womanly things to do. So the WCTU was a real pioneer uh, organization. That's the positive side of it. The negative side of, of, of the WCTU uh, was that it wanted women's suffrage, but only in, in order to be able to impose alcohol prohibition and more strict sexual standards on society, particularly on men. Um, and so that, of course, created powerful enemies for them in the liquor interest, many of whom were would have been perfectly happy with women's suffrage otherwise, um, and of course alienated people uh, who didn't have the same uh, moral uh, beliefs and stands as the WCTU. Uh, the uh, most important individual um, in the WCTU in New Zealand was Kate Shepherd. She'd um, originally uh, come from Liverpool. She was uh, the, the New Zealand WCTU suffrage campaign leader. Uh, she made sure every single branch uh, had a suffrage organiser, and she wrote a, a hugely influential leaflet, which is uh, 10 reasons why the women of New Zealand should vote. 
and she turned traditional arguments on their head. Traditionally, it said uh, because of women's role in childbearing um, and child rearing, they shouldn't have the vote. They should be disqualified from from public office or, or acting in the public sphere. Uh, Shepard said exactly the opposite, that because of their role in childbearing, uh, it gave them a more far-reaching far concern for something beyond the present moment, literally a, a stake in the future. And the admitted physical weakness of women com comparative to men wasn't a disbarment, but actually a spur to the exercise of caution and an interest in the preservation of peace, law and order, and the supremacy of right over might. This tract... Um, the leading tract in the, in the women's suffrage campaign in New Zealand was notably lacking in jibes against men for their supposedly intemperate and corrupt behaviour, uh, lacking in appeals to Christianity or an endorsement of prohibition. So it was actually Kate Shepherd's uh, 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 tract rather than that of the Women's Christian Temperance Union. The other thing that she did very powerfully um, was to realise that the WCTU with their middle class base uh, weren't enough, weren't sufficient, uh, and she reached out to working class women and the uh, developing trade unions and said, uh, we've got to have these women also engaged. Uh, now we come to the figure of uh, Dick Seddon, a leading parliamentarian known as King Dick. He, he uh, was uh, a, a serious opponent of women's suffrage. He told men, his colleagues, to look well to our laurels and assert our prerogative as the lords of creation. <laughs> Women were best suited to home life. They were ministering angels, uh, saying, if you, if you give them too much power, you unsex women. These were commonplace uh, jibes that, 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 that's often, often repeated. Um, the difference in this case was that uh, King Dick was the person um, who was tasked by his party with getting women's suffrage through Parliament. <laughs> Not quite the right choice, perhaps. So uh, women's suffrage did get through uh, the New Zealand Parliament in, in uh, the lower house in 1893. Uh, but when it came to the upper house, the equivalent of the House of Lords, uh, Dick Seddon contacted... Um, he looked at the parliamentary ar arithmetic and he realised that... Um, he didn't have, might not have quite enough votes. He wasn't sure. And he, he had promised the liquor interest, the MPs who represented the liquor interest, that he would be able to kill this bill. Women wouldn't get suffrage, they wouldn't be able to impose prohibition. And so he told uh, one of his colleagues, who was uh, going to be paired and absent from the debate, and therefore a bit of parliamentary uh, usual par parliamentary rigmarole that you will agree with someone who is going to vote on the other side, you both, you both won't attend, so you're paired, makes no difference. Seddon told this man, you will come in and you will vote against women's suffrage. When this got out, other people who, who were also up to vote even though they were against women's suffrage, were so disgusted by the parliamentary trickery and bullying of Seddon that they went into the House and they voted for women's suffrage. So as the New, New Zealand Herald said, it's hardly too much to say that the enfranchisement of women has been accomplished by her enemies. There was actually no racial divide in this. Um, there was no dissent when um, votes for women was assumed to include Maori women. Uh, Maori men or, or, or already had the vote. Um, however, in this country, it rather irritated the uh, suffrage campaigners. So Millicent Fawcett uh, fulminated at the comparatively inferior position imposed on her compatriots compared to, as she said, 
those of the Maori women of New Zealand, who have more power in developing and moulding the future of empire than we have in England. Why should the Maori women be in a superior position to that held by the women of England? The South Seas were considerable uh, forerunners in democracy. This is a woman in, in, in Rarotonga about the turn of the century. Um, it's a testimony to the importance of uh, women on the islands that in 1890 of five chiefs, four of them were women. And uh, when the uh, British Navy came to, came to call, they were very impressed that the British Navy said, we serve a woman. Uh, and uh, that was part of the reason why they were prepared to come in to the British Empire. As soon as they came into the empire, um, there was an elected uh, assembly, an elected parliament set up, uh, which had equal suffrage, because uh, given the position of, of Rarotongan men and, men and women at the time, it, would, it wouldn't, have been wouldn't have been possible uh, to have another kind of of establishment because women had, had so much power. So universal suffrage was granted in Rarotonga three days after uh, New Zealand's election act. If we now move on to the rather more problematic area of uh, Australia, where again WCTU missionaries uh, went out. Um, by 1885, all six states of um, Australia, which were then, then separate states, all six states uh, had um, WCTU uh, branches and were, were active uh, in suffrage. The most important person in this campaign was Mary Lee. Uh, she was originally from Ireland, emigrated to Australia. It will be pleasing to those older folk among us um, in, this includes me, uh, that, that uh, Mary Lee was 60 years old when she first began public work. Um, and uh, she worked actively with, with the, uh, uh, the WCTU. Um, and as had Kate Shepherd, she recognised that the key to this was getting working class women involved. It wasn't enough to keep going to meetings and talking to the middle class. Um, and, but she formulated at the slow rate of progress. In our own parliament, she said, the dog license bill, the sparrow destruction bill, a road, a railway, a bridge, or, well, anything and everything is allowed precedence over the women's suffrage bill. Eventually, um, the bill came through uh, and, and was accepted. This is only in, in South Australia. This is one, one, one state of, of the six. Um, a bill was introduced in 1894, presuming to, uh, proposing to give women the vote but also forbidding them from standing for election. Uh, it, that was felt to be one step too far. Uh, now, an opponent of women's suffrage, a guy called Ebenezer Ward, uh, thought very late in the day, um, just a day, a day before this, uh, the, 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 the bill went through, he thought the way to kill it is to strike out this clause allowing, uh, uh, forbidding women to stand. So the bill, as it goes through, will allow women to stand for Parliament and to vote for Parliament. And he thought, they're all going to back out. They're not going to support this. Well, rather like um, this misfired, rather as, as a sim that similar trick I described earlier, had in New Zealand, because his colleagues just wouldn't take it. Um, and they went ahead and voted uh, for the bill. Uh, and, and so what actually happened in, in the first time in history women were empowered to vote and to stand for Parliament in, in 1894. In, uh, that, that's in South Australia, though. That's, that's, that's one state. So we've now got an anomaly 
in Australia because Australia wanted to federate. That is, the six states wanted all to come, to, to come together to become the nation that we now, now know. Um, and there were a number of conferences going towards this objective. And while this happened, while this was taking place, there are two <coughs> issues on which women's suffrage was really, really important. One of them was simply the electorate, that there was, uh, because women in South Australia had the vote, that gave to uh, a, a, a larger uh, electorate to South Australia than was available to, the, to, to uh, all the other states. And so if, you, uh, if, if they confederate, um, South Australia has commensurately more, more power, more electoral influence. Uh, and so that wasn't on. So, so the other states said, OK, well, disenfranchise women. And South Australia said, no, don't, no, no that's, not, that's not going to happen. And so the next stage was, all right, well, we'll all enfranchise women, only for this parliament, only for the national parliament. That one. We, we, we can manage that. But this fell down on the issue of the Aboriginal vote. Uh, in South Australia, it was OK, but the Aboriginal men and women had the vote. It wasn't an issue. For the other states, it was a, a, very, ser it was a very serious issue. Um, and there were discussions about uh, the, the ignorance of Aboriginal women, the slight on white wives and daughters if the vote was given to the native Australians. Um, there was discussion as to whether half-bloods should have the vote, people who are half or, or, or some percentage uh, Aboriginal. There were no discussions about Maoris. Uh, Maoris were automatically accepted if they were citizens. Um, when this point was queried, a member of parliament said, an Aboriginal is not as intelligent as a Maori. There's no scientific evidence that he's a human being at all. So that was the, the kind of level of, 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 of debate there. It was uh, that they're regularly referred to Aborigines uh, as savages. So in order to uh, square this circle, uh, and, and uh, uh, what, what actually happened was the enfranchisement um, of Aboriginal women only when all women in the state had been given the franchise. So it was, it was, uh, the vote for the national parliament became a white vote. Uh, if people wanted Aborigines to vote in their own states, then they would have to enfranchise women locally. So it's a, a strange anomaly that women got a national vote but didn't get the vote in their own, their own state, New South Wales or Tasmania or where, where, wherever. And during the time that there was this period of uh, women being able to, um, uh, women not having the state vote, in some states, Aborigines had the, male Aborigines had the state vote because that, 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 that there was uh, universal male suffrage. So you've got, um, sorry, this is such a poor quality picture. Uh, in the center of here, you have the, uh, the educated woman with her mortarboard and uh, her books, and she doesn't have the vote. Uh, but to the left, there's um, an Aborigine man with a boomerang and a bottle in, in another hand, um, and he does have the vote. And this, of course, is a, a slight on, on, on white women. What actually happened in the end? So, was that state by state Aborigines were eventually uh, admitted um, to the state franchise um, and in an, an act of 1962 finally gave the um, national franchise to all Aborigines, white and, and uh, 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 women and men. Um, and finally, 
Only at this stage, after 1962, did Queensland and Western Australia, the last two, um, the last two uh, 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 states, uh, only then were they prepared to enfranchise, uh, enfranchise Aborigine women. So the question, when did Australia get the vote? Uh, the answer is uh, 1902, but when, did, when women got the vote in Australia was 1902. When did all women get the vote in Australia? That would be 1962. Thank you.